Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like when the tailgate party shows up at your house after the big win. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this could sideline your savings. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. Coming to you live from the Cross Country Mortgage Campus in Berea, Ohio. This is Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet. Coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Here are your hosts, Bo Bishop and Nathan Zagura. Oh, let's do it live on a first Friday, a sun-kissed first Friday edition from the undisclosed location on the west side of Cleveland. I am merely Bo. He is the great Z. Gibbe is here as well, at least in body, sort of in mind, definitely in spirit. Not on. No mic. We need a mic for for Z. Mic up for Dr. Z. Oh, baby. Oh, there, there he is. Are. There we are. There you go. That's your sweet spot. So I want to just paint a picture I for had everybody. To redo the inti- I had to reset everything. Why? What the, happened? All this stuff was at golf outing. Oh, you had to restart. <laughs> uh, recalibration. Oh, my so, gosh. paint a little picture for the people that disclose location is that Gibbe, who is once is again. Is that a leaf blower that we have or? Don't worry. It sounds it's like just a computer. The, uh, it sounds like oh, a computer. Oh, we're firing up something else? Yeah, we're yeah. firing up we got to get on the stream. Okay. We're gonna I'm getting, getting a text People from are not right happy now. about yeah, that. where's the stream? Working uh, on we're it. working on it, Nana. We're working on it. So to paint the picture of the people, we're at the undisclosed location. Gibbe, as you all know. By the way, I'm pretty sure uh, MJ Emerson's coming. Right now? <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right, well, I'll paint this Wonderful. picture anyway. I'm going to scoot over here while we paint a picture, and MJ gets in between us. Betwixt. Um, betwixt us. So, Gibbe, whose first love is the BPA and always has been, they're coming at the wrong door. Dumb. 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 Front door. Gibbe was handling BPA business, and so we were over there, like the scene in Zoolander when they say, it's in the computer. <laughs> and then they're trying to break into that old Apple computer. We're over there pressing buttons, trying to yeah, get yeah. us on the air and everything. But eventually we got it. And now MJ Emerson. And now MJ Emerson in. Walking, in. walking in. He's going to come, come in, right sir. in. Live come on in. the air, please. What's going on, brother? Good to see you. Looking you great. Nope. Right, right around here. There you go. Gibby's got um, got the microphone situation you for you. There you go. Come on in. Sit, sit right in. Good to see you, buddy. Good to see you, man. MJ Emerson joining us. Yeah. Uh, here live uh, off the off the top of the show. Uh, how you doing, man? Good. Good. Tired from I, my practice. I bet you are. Yeah. Before we get into the football. Yes, sir. We, we, were, talk, we, were witness, we were witness to something yesterday on the golf course of a most terrifying to be the, of one of the more terrifying incidents we've ever experienced as a rogue cart driven by Denzel Ward with you as a did you were in shotgun. Were, did you have any idea what was going on as it happened? No idea. But on the way out, my um, driver, he stopped right there. He was just like, you got to be careful and watch out for the balls. But Denzel, on the way back in, he was the driver. So. It kind of, you know, slipped our mind. We're going, <laughs> so we're going around the curve, and he hit the ball. And it could have been ugly. He hit the back, and AJ was actually on the back of it too. So. Oh, well, we're we're, we're we well were aware. So we, we were, were right at, on the box. We were, we were sitting yeah. right behind the tee shot as it happened, and as you guys drive across in that flatbed, and you're, you know, you're driving, so you're facing where the cart's going. But AJ's sitting in the back, actually facing the ball itself. Exactly. And this guy hits. Did you have any idea that a ball was hit? Nah, it was hit. Yeah. But did you know when oh, you were no, driving? Oh, no, I didn't know. I didn't know. Okay, so take us through it from your standpoint. How? When did you know, like, 
Oh my God! Something what just almost happened. happened. Okay, we just driving. La la la. la you know, <laughs> yeah. We headed back to like the car. La, la. We, yeah, yeah, we headed back to the car, and I just hear a big, and I look up, and then I just see everybody reaction. So I was like, Oh man, that could have been bad. <laughs> we all good. So, all right, no harm, no good. foul. That's yeah, what we, we say. Good. So it wasn't until impact, impact that even you had an idea of that. What the circumstances that, that Denzel had driven you into? Yeah, exactly. Because if it would have hit me in the face, I would. Oh, my God. Know. But did did what did AJ say? Did AJ – because he was looking at – he had to see the guy nah, swing. AJ didn't say anything. I, I don't know if he was on his phone, not paying attention, but – Wow. I mean, we're talking six inches higher, and it was dead on AJ. Yeah. I mean, it, it was dead into his chest, a foot oh. higher, dead into his face. I mean, There's it hit – no doubt. If this is – if you're AJ uh-huh. and this is the wall, it hit like bam Like, it was going – Bounce. Bound. It was a yard. It was a. Sh- yeah. It was a rocket. Yeah. It was really close, and it was really fast too. So <laughs> it was an absolute <laughs> yes. rocket, and it yes. was ownership's foursome. It was. It was <laughs> at the at, after the event. JW got up there and and he was talking, and he said, you know, well, the good news is we didn't lose AJ Green today. <laughs> we, had, we we could have. We could have. It was but in play. We did not. It was in play. But fun yesterday. Do you guys have a good time being out there? Other than you know, and, and for you, you're just la la la. We didn't even know. Yeah, it was yeah. fun. I had a good time out there. You know, just introducing myself to a lot of people and just seeing a lot of people again. Cause um last year. Um, rookie year, we did a dinner. It was a lot of similar faces, so yeah. just getting to see everybody again. Yeah, very did good. Did you play? No, nah, I didn't. No. Do you was, in general or no? No, nah, I just play top golf. <laughs> well, that's a win. Top golf's great. Top golf's I great. just try to hit as far as I can. I got a nice little form, but I never really just went out and just Next tried. year you should do it. Yeah, I, think I want to try. I think you'd have I a good time. To. I want Trust to, me, but. what we witnessed yesterday – You'd be more than fine. Yeah. Okay, you sure? You'd be more than okay. fine. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. it's like, it's always, you know, at, there the, was, at, at the beginning, it might be a little trouble. All you have to do, though, it's like a scramble. Trouble. You just got to hit a few, you just got to hit a few shots. So, like, if, you know, if you, anytime you hit a good one, great. Anytime you don't, you got four other people hitting, and then maybe they'll hit a good one. So, you don't have to worry about it. Okay. No pressure. If you can get the ball into the air, mm-hmm. you're better I, than I a would lot say you're saw. better than 20% of what we saw. Okay, yeah. I can get the ball into there. Yeah, yeah, then you're safe. You're fine. Yeah, you're, you're, safe. You're, you're more than yeah, safe. Like a pro. Um, <laughs> this is fun out here, man. You, you, you having fun? Get, we got, we're learning a, a new defense. We've mm-hmm. got uh, a full complement of offensive talent to go against. Uh, it's a lot of iron sharpens iron out there is what it appears like to us. Exactly. It's fun, you know, out there flying around with the guys and just building that chemistry, you know, and just getting closer to, you know, our – our real, our real goal, and that's, you know, being the best team we can be and just being better than we was the day before mm-hmm. and just keep building, keep building. It's a lot louder at practice due to Jim Schwartz. He's a lot louder nah, than, yeah. than, your, than your rookie year that we had here. So how's, kinda, how's that been? How's this defense? And you can tell he just wants you guys to be playing fast, play fast, play fast, play fast, pre-snap, be fast, quick off the ball, all of those things. What's it been like with Jim Schwartz? Yeah, he um he just tried to simplify, you know, the um the complex of the defense and just let us play fast. And when you play fast and you know what you're doing, you know, that's when you can just actually just, you know, have fun and do your thing. So he just wanted everybody to have fun and play fast and do their job at the same time. So I'm excited about that. And I'm excited about um just him being around as a leader for our defense. It feels like uh and historically he's been this. I mean he's he's his defenses are man defenses on the back end and when you look at what our corners are and the talent that we have there, it feels like it would fit up pretty well with what we do best. I agree. I agree. I feel like the scheme, it should fit us pretty good. It will. I'm pretty sure it will fit us very well. Um, it's going to be a lot of bump and run, a lot of man coverage, and a lot of pressure on the quarterback. So hopefully we get some, some air throws and 
a lot of t- takeaways and, you know, just play fun and play fast like how you want us to. Yeah, exactly. Get those picks. Now, we talked about the change with Jim Schwartz, but in your room, continuity with Brandon Lynch. And I know he's thrilled to have the opportunity to be the DB coach and coach the corners. How has that been for him? And, and you guys seem to have a lot of fun out there with him as well. Oh, man. He's he's a great coach. He reminds me of this um, of this good coach of mine, Terrell Buckley. Um, uh-huh. he, he recruited me in um, high school. And all the way into college, he was just kind of like a father figure. And that's how I see B. Lynch. You know, he's younger. He's younger. Probably the same age as my father. But I see him as, like, you know, a father figure, like a father figure as an uncle. And just how, you know, his approach to the game, his, the day-to-day life, it's just a blessing to be around a guy like that. You know, he keep you grounded and, and get you to see the bigger picture of everything. He's never had a bad day. I mean, guys, uh, no, always. always happy, always smiling, and always positive, right? Yeah, yeah. But he'll get, in, he'll get in. He'll get in. He'll get in. Nah, he, he will. To. You know, yeah. <laughs> at the end of the day, he has a job, and he gonna, you know, yeah, just bring the best out of us. And, and I love that about him. MJ, I, um, you know, you think about year two for you, year three for Greg Den- Denzel, obviously into the second contract. We mentioned uh, AJ and and the overall talent uh, in your room in the cornerback room. Um, do you feel like? There are the pieces there for this to be a really, really special group and, you know, one one of the better ones in the league? Most definitely. Easily. Um, we just have to, you know, stay dialed in and, and just keep the main goal the main goal and just keep getting better every day. Um, honestly, when I look at this group, I feel like it's so much talent and it's mm-hmm. kind of crazy. We're all in, this, in one room together. But I, I feel like a lot of guys, we really don't even know what we have yet. Mm-hmm. You know, we, I mean, we haven't tapped into that full potential, but um, I feel like we headed that way, and it's going to be exciting for year two and just running around the secondary again yeah. this time around. So, What's Juan Thornhill brought to the back end of this defense, a guy who's been in Super Bowls, who's won Super Bowls, who's who's used to winning, as he came here and said, yeah, we're going to win. That's that's yeah. what I do. Leadership, um, communication, uh just all all around, you know, just being the football player he is, you know, he know what it takes and he sure. just wanna bring us along and, and just kinda give us his insight on, you know, how we should play this game and, and just certain things that we we might not know or things that, you know, that might help us be better as a defense. So So you talked about playing more man as you mentioned mm-hmm. in this Jim Schwartz scheme. Well we've got a lot of great man route runners on offense. So you guys are gonna get it, it, I think it's going to be a great training camp and a lot of fun with nah. you guys working against them because all of a sudden we saw today, and it's it's probably a, a lot different than last year. Elijah Moore, we saw one of his routes today that was wow for a touchdown in the red zone. Marquise Goodwin is a very professional receiver who can fly, can fly. and get down the field. And so when we you haven't even seen Amari out there in those seven-on-sevens yet. Exactly, yeah. This is a DPJ. This is – this is a pretty stout receiver room now, and so I think it's going to be a lot of fun. And have you noticed a difference from a year ago already with Deshaun and now these guys? Yeah, we stacked this year, man, and it's fun just to go out there and you know compete against those guys because they're going to make us better and we're going to make them better at the end of the day, you know, and and just keep building that chemistry. And by the time Sunday comes, you know, we're going against the best in the world. So yep. when you know when the opponent line up against us, it's just you know it's time to eat now, you know, because we do this every day of the week, you know. You, you, this defense gets a gift a couple of weeks ago, Sedarius Smith. Um, mm-hmm. We felt very confident about where we were before that, and then yeah. all of a sudden that guy gets dropped in, and you go, oh, we, I mean, the best the best friend of a, of a secondary is its pass rush, and that is an enormous upgrade here in the last couple of weeks. What, yeah. what, what did you make of that? When did you hear about it? Uh, how excited were you about that? I was excited. Um, I seen he had 10 sacks last year, three-time All-Pro. Well, I mean, well, Pro Bowl, three-time Pro Bowl. Um 
that's you know that's a blessing for me yeah, and, and right. other guys. That's a blessing, man. You know, because you know we just come in each other. He um, we we make him the quarterback hold the ball. He get a sack. You know, he uh, get pressure. We get ints. Or, you know, and he, we don't have the coverage long. So that's a blessing just to have another. Um, well, we got plenty of guys. You know, that's great pass rushers. But to add another one, that's that's good for us. There are five guys in the NFL, five, that have had double-digit sacks in three of the last four seasons. He won of <laughs> Two of them are Cleveland Browns. That's Miles and Zadarius Smith. So that works I think out. That's pretty yeah. good. And, you know, you talk about getting your hands on the ball, and I'll remember your preseason debut down in Jacksonville. You got that pick down there, and, you know, throughout the season, you got your hands on a lot of – you had a lot of passes defense. Yeah. Didn't get that pick yet. Yeah, a lot of balls that – that should have been picked, too. So oh, That's right. Well, yeah. listen, now you have an opportunity where if you guys are playing more, as you mentioned, bump and run, you're closer to the receivers, the ball's got to come out quick. As a corner, does that give you more opportunities in your mind to, to get your hands on the ball? Because I know you and Greg are probably competing. Who's going to snag one first? Yeah, that one in Houston. I'm not going to say he didn't catch it or anything like that. But, uh, you know, I had one in Houston, too. <laughs> so. I, I had one in Houston. I didn't grab two. But, yeah, yeah, me and Greg, we always competing, so. You know, we're going to see who get that first one. You know, whoever get that first one, we got a little prize. Okay. We might come out and let everybody know what the prize is later. But, yeah. Okay, so there is, a, there is an established It's been discussed. Yeah, okay, most like definitely. Yes, most definitely. definitely. <laughs> it's like been that. discussed. Yes, um, in terms of getting, you know, most of the guys back together, and, and do you sense, you know, anytime we talk to the players in front office, it does feel like there is a – urgency is the wrong word, but it does feel like a, a sense to, talking to you players, like we're, it's time to go. Like like this team's ready to go. We're ready to go contend. Ready to be in the mix. You got to prove it. Talk's cheap, right? You got yeah, to talk. Can't yeah, really answer that sure. until the fall. But it does feel like there's an attitude of this isn't a building towards something. This is we are something. Exactly. I mean, how we coming in? Um, we know the talent we had last year. You know, we added a lot of great pieces, and um, I just feel like we just feel the urgency. You know, we we have to win right now, and, yeah. and that's our goal. You know, we we want to win, and that's what we're gonna do. So. We just got to keep working and, yeah. and keep working towards our goal, keep getting better every day and just building yeah. brick by brick a day. So, What's the big, so. biggest difference for you? A year ago, this would have been, you know, your o fifth OTA ever. Mm -hmm. You wouldn't have played a game <laughs> in the NFL. Yeah, you would have just come out of a rookie mini camp and probably your head was probably like spinning a little exactly. bit. Exactly. Exactly. That's, that's my biggest difference, I would say. The game has just slowed down and I feel more comfortable, you know. And I just feel like I, I, know, I know how to – Going into this season, you know, uh, preparing for my second year and what what I should do, you know, to be successful and things I have to do. So year goes quick, doesn't it? Yeah, year <laughs> that, that year was so fast. I remember when I was um, going to college, 2019, as a freshman, and it's like I'm my second year in the league now already. So yeah. time flies. And how is the preparation for you? You know, last year in OTAs. I don't know how many reps you got at this point, uh -huh. you know, against the oh, ones. The first day. The first day they put me out there with the ones. Yeah, <laughs> and I remember, yeah, and it, I remember I was kind of uh, – I was I was disappointed in myself. And I text uh, my coach – actually, I text B. Lynch, and I was just like, um, my bad coach about today. You don't have to worry about that tomorrow. I was just so mad, you know, and just um, – I didn't perform how I wanted to. But, you know, that just put a fire under me and just actually just, you know, made me work harder. Yeah, and you had an excellent rookie season. The only two yeah. rookies that had more pass breakups last year than you were Sauce Gardner and Wolin in, in Seattle. So you an excellent rookie season, and now you to build on that. And now you're getting all these reps, and you're getting mm -hmm. all the reps against Deshaun, who is at a different level than he was a year ago at this I time. I definitely so agree. You, that's going to really prepare you, don't you think? Yes, sir. Yes, yeah, sir. It's going to be fun. This offense is, yeah, they're ready. They're flying, you know, um, fast, great routes. 
Do you notice the Great difference? quarterback. <laughs> do you notice the difference in the scheme from last year? Without, you don't have to tell us what the differences are, but do you notice as a defender the differences? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I don't want to say too much, but yeah. yes, yeah, completely. Okay. It's different. Completely. Uh, a big smile with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A big yeah, smile. Completely. Hey, man, thanks for stopping by yes. and disclose the location. Don't tell anybody, don't tell anybody where this is. Oh, yeah, I love yeah, this location. We keep this You're quiet. welcome. If anytime. I come out anytime. and just hang out, all right, let me yeah. know. Yeah, oh, we get anytime. you the code anytime yeah. you want. Anytime just, you want. On the download. On the sh- Mum's yes, the word. All right, thank you. MJ Emerson yes. joining us here day. live at the Undisclosed Location. We're off and running on a first Friday edition of Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by Bally Bet, sports betting partner of your Cleveland Browns, coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like when the tailgate party shows up at your house after the big win. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this could sideline your savings. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state based on coverage selected. Subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by BallyBet. Coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. There's a new way to cheer on your Cleveland Browns, the help of your favorite four-legged companion, Barking Backers, presented by Milkbone, the Browns' newest club for pet parents worldwide. Sign up today at BarkingBackers.com. Barking Backers, the fan club for dogs. Time for your hot topics of the day, presented by Vivid Seats. 99 days to the start of the NFL regular season. The countdown is on. No, it is off. Don't speed me through summer, Gibby. You always want to get me to – you always want to no, skip summer. No, I, I, I am yeah. not. I am desperately trying not to. We, However – We cannot have that, Gibby. When it pops up in my timeline yesterday, we never got to it because obviously we were trying not to die via the driving range or people approaching us. Um, yeah, it, it was the 100-day mark, and I'm like, I'm not ready for that at all. No. no. It's going to come too quick is no. the reality, and for us even quicker because of the Hoff. Yeah, much so, quicker. Yeah, that that's the way that that thing's going to go. I, I am not at all looking forward to any of it my friend. Uh, you love it, but I also love summer. By the way, it does appear that we have um, we've just kind of skipped over spring, which is kind of the case here. Yeah, because it's from we're like Now we're like good. 90 on everything, it feels like. Oh, like yeah. The rest of this week, high 80s. Uh, I'll be down in uh, Columbus tomorrow for the Memorial Tournament. I cannot recall ever three days, the first three days of that tournament in the 90s. Sunday is supposed to be in the, in the low 80s and no rain. Well, the one time I was there, rainy. Yeah, that's always. <laughs> yeah, always. Book it. Like, yeah. it, that's what that tournament has. It, it has rain, and um, and there's none of it. So it's just going to be hot, and it's it's going to be all of those things. But uh, let's let's take our time getting through this summer, kids. It's uh, it's it's going to go very, very quickly uh, for all of us. You were, uh, you had a little vacation last week. I Good did, back, yeah. Down. Nice golden. You got a nice base, a nice golden hue to you. Yeah, a little bit. I would say. A little I tan it. out there, which was, which was nice. Puerto Vallarta was – was great it was it was one of the better more enjoyable weeks i i've been on and, and great values down there a lot of yeah great you were blowing my mind with that stuff yeah, yesterday the just, values i can't believe it values galore values galore it was good times galore everything you wanted was there in spades and uh it was awesome one of the experiences we did which it was 120 bucks a person okay which is a solid 
That's very that's, reasonable. That's a, it's a solid figure, but yeah, also I think reasonable. It's very reasonable for any sort of resort. So what we excursion. got, for, what we got for that, and if anybody ever goes down to Puerto Vallarta, you got to use Vallarta Adventures. That's where you book your excursions, and you know if you book in advance, you usually can get you know twenty percent off of two, or you can get three for the price of two, depending yeah. on how you want to do it. Or maybe it's thirty percent off of two. So we booked these ones in advance, and they had one that we had never seen before. And so we did one that we always do, which is you go out basically to a private beach and get to hang out there all day and eat, drink, and be merry. And they've got you know water slides and zip lines and all kinds of fun stuff. They also have, though, unfortunately, at, out there at this time, they said to me, this is on the first excursion. I'll get to the second one in a second. They said, you know, we got a zip line. We got the jellyfish, some jellyfish are out this time of year. So if you do the zip line into the water, you know, that's at your own you know, yeah, at your own good risk. warning. And I said, okay. Fair. I was like, cool, no problem. I've watched 50 people in a row go down the zip line and people go down the water slide and everybody seems to be having a grand old time. Sure. I haven't seen anybody who yeah, looks safe. in the pangs of jellyfish, you know, yeah. torture. So I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm in. And in my mind, when somebody says that to me, I'm going to be eyes peeled. Yeah. Look out for Alert. the man of wars. You know, you don't want to see a plastic bag floating on the water. Bad news. That's not a that's not a plastic bag or a real jellyfish. You know, I'm, so I'm eyes peeled. So I come down the zip line, have a great time, get in the water. It's great dismount. Felt great about it. Swimming back to the pier. And I'm like, I don't see anything. Great. Perfect. I'm yeah. home free. I get out of the pier and I start walking. And immediately I feel like every inch of my body is on fire. Oh, no. Everywhere. Oh, no. On fire. I run, and I find Do a Do you water know jug. what this is? At this point, not yet. I mean, so I'm guessing. So you just know it's a hot, it, feel, it feels burning, a burning sensation. On my whole body. But you don't know, you've never had this happen to you before. Correct. It's a unique experience. Okay. Yeah. And Continue. it's, it's like, stinging. like death by a million pinpricks. So it's, there are little centralized. It's not like one thing happened and then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's. Literally as if I've been attacked sure. everywhere. Yeah. So I run over, and I gratefully see a jug of ice water. I fill up a little cup, and I start, like, throwing ice water on my body. Yep. The bartender is dying, dying laughing. Of course. He goes, here, this is what you need. And he uses – he's like, don't use this ice water. He, out of the sink, he gives – and then this fills up a pitcher. And I'm, like, dumping this out, you know, psh, 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 everywhere. And finally it goes away, and he goes, oh, the jellyfish got you. I'm like, I didn't see a jellyfish. And I didn't yeah. feel a jellyfish. He goes, they're microscopic. Oh, my gosh. So it was like That a, needs to be in the brochure. Yes. Right. So basically. So in other words, if you go down this, you will be stung. A hundred percent. Like, no doubt. That is a very different tale than. So I was basically swimming. He was swimming in the waters. Microscopic jelly, jellyfish. jellyfish. Yeah. They were all just. That were everywhere. Everywhere. If you ride the zip line, you will be stung by a jellyfish, in which case you have a very different answer. At the I'm not riding the zip line. It no. wasn't that great. You're taking it off. Yeah. Yeah. I'll sit this one out. So anyway, so I thought that was funny. And apparently that is – so that's not the case when we go in March. Those jellyfish are not there. Apparently this is – there's like a two-week period, and this happened to be in that okay. two-week period where they're all there, which is amazing to me, though, because we were in the water literally kind of around a – a rock that jutted out. There was a cove where I went yeah. in with the jellyfish, and then around that rock, we were swimming. No problem. No jellyfish. Yeah. Feels like these are connected waterways. I don't Feels know. Feels like I, they would be, yeah. But nonetheless. That's amazing. So, But the cool one we went on, uh, 
and, and credit to Miss Kay, she does all of she's a she likes to advance plan. And we we've been there so many times. We know the restaurant. So if anybody ever goes there, you want peepees for the for the margaritas and the the fajitas we talked about the other day. Yep. Cafe Des Artistes is as good a restaurant as you'll eat at on the planet. Period. Full stop. Yep. I think it is as fine dining as it gets, and you don't pay f- normal fine dining prices, which is even better. What a win! It's a huge win. Uh, so we go, and this other one she saw. So for one hundred twenty dollars a person, we go and we board a yacht. Okay. A big, beautiful yacht. Yep. With There were 10 other people on the yacht. Okay. And you then go cruise. This is at 2 in the afternoon you get on. You cruise around the Bay of Banderas, and obviously all you can drink on this yacht. You end up going around, and all of a sudden you come up on this private beach. Okay. That is set with tables overlooking, like water's rushing up, you know, near your feet, overlooking this beautiful bay and there was a chef a five-star chef there and he made you a five-course meal that each meal was each course was paired with a different you know, started with a cocktail with the first app or the yeah. and then got down to wines with each course finished with a dessert with a dessert wine and then and the food was unreal so you're eating on the beach so great as if you're like on below deck it was like a below deck experience <laughs> and then you ate there. You were there for probably two hours, and then you had a two-hour cruise home that ended with you literally cruising into the setting sun in the Pacific Sheesh. Ocean with your drinks, and you were home by, you know, eight, so it was six hours. It, for $20 an hour a person, for, it was – like the meal was – and was drinks what, were 20, way more way than more. that. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then we got on top of that, five, you know, four hours of a yachting. cruise and a yachting. On a yacht. Good job on a Miss K. Oh, it, so we they said that and it ends during the rainy season, so we're hoping that obviously next time we go back it was there. But just great. Great people, great city. What's beautiful. your flight time? Travel's the only tough part. I was very envious of the people who are coming from California because it's just like a three hour hop down um from California or from Scottsdale. Ah. It's like two and a half. Yeah. Because west coast of, of Mexico. How so far from Santa Fe for future planning yeah, purposes. Same. same. Okay, perfect. On three, nonstop. Yeah. Easy, okay. easy right. Very peasy. Good. Very good. But from here, you can go through Dallas. So it's like kind of three to Dallas and then three there. We went to Atlanta. So it's, you know, the two to Atlanta and then four there. Yep. So it, it's a good full day of travel both ways. Yeah. Like we it's left not here. that different than when we go to California, though, honestly. That's five. But at least that's one flight. No, it's not. Not if you go to Palm Springs. Oh, right. So that'd be yeah, two. Yeah, yeah, two. yeah, right. It's about so, the same. It's so we two left, and a half, two and a half. We left 7 a.m. Mm-hmm. and we were on the beach by one. Yeah, which is for your time. So yeah. it's, you know, you, you did the full day, but you get there and you get the time back, so it's a win. Oh, baby. The only negative is the weight is coming back, you get bombed. So came back, we left at, I think, 2 and got home at midnight. Midnight, yeah. 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 That's awesome. Yeah, it was, but it was a great trip, great sun, and we had perfect weather every single day. It was amazing. I never wore a pair of pants in the whole entire week. No. Not one. I and don't do that here. The ironic part, I know you yeah, don't. The ironic part was it would be hotter at like 8 o'clock when the sun had set than it was at any point during the day. That's odd. I don't get it. It's very odd. Did I tell you, um, you know what I'm going to do now? I've decided um, I'm going to enact a new policy that I've come up with this year. So I've decided that um, kids in Ohio don't do anything for like the last three weeks of school. It's just nonsense because all the tests happen. Um, like Couldn't agree May. more. Let they them don't out. do anything. Yes, it should be a mandated that they should be done before Memorial Day. Um, but the other thing I'm gonna, that I'm going to do is it really that third week in May, that is a wonderful time to vacation because I'm just going to pull them. First of all, 
very few people are vacationing at that time of year. Probably empty where you were, I'm guessing. So it were normally you have to call up the morning before at 9 a.m. Yeah. to reserve your palapa. And if you want to get the front row, like you've got to call sure. at 9 and be the one that they of happen course. to get. I mean, yeah. there's 40 in the front row, but you got to like, it's, you got to be lucky. And yeah. Yeah, we had, I'd say that the palapas were 20% capacity. See, it's normally 100% when we go in yeah, March. Yeah. And even places I've been before, like 30A, like Sandestin and yeah. uh, um, Watercolor and all of that, like they're all, all the deals you want. Just please come. Yeah. And the weather's better then than it is in June or July. I, I, I was telling the blonde, I'm like, you know what? Like, this is the plan. Like, I'm just going to pull them. We're going to go, like, third week in May. That's what I'm going to do by I'm Perfect. doing it. That's what we did. They're not doing anything. Yeah. They're not, kids aren't doing anything. So, They've had 18 field days. This thing worked out so well for us in two senses. Number one, you, I think one of the worst feelings in the world is when you take a vacation from Cleveland in, call it February – March even, mm-hmm. and you go to this tropical location, and you're sitting in the sun, mm-hmm. and it's awesome. And the worst feeling in the world happens when your plane <laughs> comes <laughs> back through the clouds, and you look down, and you're like, still cloudy. It could be cloudy. It could be snow on the ground. It could. It's you're just like we're landing back in. What like you? You have a bunker in mentality. Once you're in, you just want to put nose to the grindstone and just get through it. Yes. See, I need some. No, sun but I like that. But coming back, it's, it's worth tough. It's the it's week's tough. worth it. Yeah. And then on the, the, the plus side is you left. Is tough. You've left crud weather for great weather. Yeah, yeah. Here we actually left. It turned out last week when we were gone it was, was great. great. Yeah, it was awesome. So we left great weather, but now we've come back to great weather. So yeah. it's like we haven't missed. It's you're not even great to be back. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, it was a little. It was definitely easier to come back knowing no you were question. coming back uh, to the sun and all that. And now it actually turned out going Saturday, Saturday, having Sunday, and then Memorial Day. Oh, a little buffer. Yeah, a little vacation from I the like vacation. That. I like that. I like what you did there. Yeah, that's going to be my new policy. I think it's a good move. Kids aren't doing anything. They're doing Saturday nothing. to Saturday with the when you the Saturday after you come home is leading into Memorial Day. I feel like is that's a win. Yep. The. Uh, Beamsy, yeah, get ready for the twentieth, twenty seventh, or twenty twenty four. Yeah, twenty first to twenty eighth. Yeah, Beamsy says. Beamsy says to me this morning. He goes, because they have two days of school left, and he goes, uh, he goes, Dad, are you on summer vacation too? No, 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 no. just cigar. No, <laughs> there are no summer vacations. It's unbelievable, this guy. He goes, well, you so should. Mean. I said, you're right. You're right. We should. They, in Europe, they do. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, take two months. Enjoy We're yourself. Shut down, yeah. Live a little bit. The holiday. We're on holiday. We're on holiday. That's it. I'd love to be on holiday. <laughs> Seems like it's – especially here. Yeah. Here Here's the thing it. that people don't realize, too, about, like, our – what we've chosen to do, which is a lot of fun, right? This is a fun, fun way to make a living and to live a life. Yes. Is to do a job like this. Um, it's very cool and very fun. I never take it for granted. But it is also very specific in terms of where you ha- – when you have to be accountable. Um, in terms of all fall, <laughs> you know, like July not, 22nd, it is over. You're, it, you're done. You're done. You're See locked you in 2024. In. Yeah. You guys are even more restrictive than I am. But, um, but even myself, like I'm very restricted when it comes to that time of year. Like you have, there's a responsibility to it. You and have you're to do those Saturday, shows. Sunday loaded. I'm Saturday, Sunday loaded. Like yeah. Seven, yeah. There's it's yeah. both days are locked in and they, they have to be that way. Um, uh, my cousin who I adore is getting married in Hilton head. Uh, September 23rd, that's Ohio State, Notre Dame. Oops. That's a tough go. Like, I fly in. I mean, like, how do you even do that? So those are things that you miss out on that other people – it's sure. fine, but, like, like so when you – you're we get you got to get a year's worth of vacation in from, Feb, you know, from 
middle of January until middle of July. Next year from and like middle of February until middle of July. You said it. And you also got the nice combine try. in there. You've right. got free agency. You've got minicamp. You've got the draft. You've got combines last week of February. Free agency second week of March. Right. Yeah. Next it's year tough. we got the cruise. By the way, most surprising text well, I've ever received. I, I, you have the cruise. <laughs> Bo and I will be back here. I can see Cruz and Bo. Are, are, are we getting an invite if you were a betting man? Oh, no. But Thank also, you. I don't know that I'd want one. My I've dad, done those My things. dad said if I go, if I'm on, if I'm, if I am actually working the cruise, that he, he, he would go. Yeah, because I think he's going to be on scholarship. He I thinks he's on say, scholarship. You are, that's true. You are yes. footing that bill. Congratulations. He, you he might be going compliments of the team. Your dad is going compliments of there you. There is no question he thinks that, oh, you're comp, yeah. that that's a comp trip. What? With all yeah. we know about Pedro? No look at the look on your face. Hundred, you I'm actually, incredulous. Wait, or did you, you actually believe it? this? No, no, no. Did you just realize it now? Like just now. I still don't you. believe it. Just now it's hitting you, though, what's happened. That – that I need to is live the, on I the to, stream. I need to reread the exact He and I knew right away. Right he, away. Said, he said, this is what he said. You should be on a Browns cruise. We would go. <laughs> and? Okay. I mean, I don't just use the track I record. It. I don't believe it. I don't believe it. Oh, oh Pedro yeah, Pedro. thinks no that's comped. No way. I think that's comped. Oh, it no, is. I think he it wants is. Compliment, the compliments of his son. No, I don't even know if he – I don't know that he necessarily thinks like Z's picking it up. I think he probably thinks, "How hard could it be for you to get a comp cabin for me and the lovely Sue?" I might be able to get him a cabin. No, that's what I'm saying. But that's that's all of it. That's how the cruises fly work. Himself out there, I would imagine. Well, that part, yeah. yeah. So you'd have to get the flight down to wherever. But he's banking on you getting right. him the comp cabin. All right, we'll see. If we'll, that's what's we'll, assumed. We'll cross that bridge when we come to it. Now that I've said it out loud, though, you have to acknowledge that that's probably the way that it's being thought. You brought something that had not previously occurred to me, and <laughs> now it feels, feels like it doesn't a, feel wrong. It feels like, I don't know, it feels like it a does, lock. It doesn't feel know. wrong, what you're saying. Uh, yesterday we were out, and we'll, come, we'll take a break, and we'll get into everything you saw today. At yeah, yeah. But I did, um, the, uh, there was a lot of chatter around DeAndre Hopkins, and uh, Deshaun addressed it directly and said that he's been in contact with D-Hop. Um, and there's a lot of talk about who could be or who could not be in on it. There's a lot of silly season right now in terms of that stuff, uh, teams being linked, and obviously the fact that Deshaun's here makes a lot of sense that we would be linked as well. Um, what do you make of the Deshaun, of the uh, DeAndre Hopkins situation? What's out there? Um, we talked about this a little bit yesterday. It does feel like the the Beckham deal, or maybe this was the day before, the Beckham deal. It was yesterday. It was yesterday. But complicates no Hopkins doubt. without question. So the – the Ravens giving Odell Beckham $15 million. That's right. Coming off of not playing in a season right. and his second ACL. And really, you know, last time I think he was at 1,000 yards was 2019 with us, and he just went over and really hasn't been dominant since 2016. I think was a shocker to a lot of people, and I think that it has put, and probably justifiably so, DeAndre Hopkins in a position where he's not going to take any less than that. Correct. Because why would he? Yeah. He's been more recently an all-pro, more recently pro bowler, more recently 1,000-yard seasons, all of it. So I think that that complicated his value. And, in fact, had the Beckham deal, and I've talked to a few people who I I think that I would trust their opinion or 
the veracity of their information on something like this, who had said, had the Beckham deal not gotten done in that fashion, that DeAndre Hopkins would have been traded already to either the Bills or the Chiefs, that that would have already happened. So th- clearly there is a, a very complicating factor that is coming and emanating from that deal. So why hasn't DeAndre Hopkins signed yet? And I'll go back to what I said two seconds ago. Because DeAndre Hopkins believes he should be being outpa- he should outpace yes. that Odell Beckham deal. Which, again, as I said, I think makes perfect sense from his standpoint and, and what he's accomplished in the league. Now, on the flip side of that, you have in DeAndre Hopkins, a guy who was never a an explosive play, big play down the field type of a guy who is now a little bit older, came to the league in 2013. He's going to be you know, 31 years old this season. You look at his yards per catch the last four years, 11.2, 12.2, 13.6, 11.2. You know, early in his career, he was at 15, 15.9, 14, 12.2, 14.4, 13 touchdowns uh, with Deshaun Watson there. He was three-time first-team All-Pro, all with Deshaun Watson in Houston. He has not in DeAndre Hopkins last two seasons. What would your guess his stats are the last two seasons, Gibbe? DeAndre Hopkins last two seasons in Arizona, twenty-one. Give me just catches yards. I think touchdowns. you got to give him. You got to give him games played because he's missed. Games. I was gonna say right, ten games in 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 two thousand twenty-one. And in twenty-two, uh, nine games. Uh, I'm gonna say. 125 catches in 10 total in in, total total into two years yeah 125 catches okay we're at 106 all right uh i'm gonna say 1600 yards all right give me i just want to say to you that i told you he averaged 11 yards a catch i gave you the yards for catch (laughs) and then i told you no he actually had 106 catches and give me just bumped him up to 1600 yards which will be 16 yards catch so you're a little high on the yards and 11 touchdowns. I'll give it to you. 11 touchdowns last year. Yeah, only three last year. Public school. Three last year. In 21, he had 42, 572, and 8. Last year, 64, 717, and 3. His last big season of yards was 2020 with Deshaun Watson when he went over 1,400 yards in that season. And his last season of double-digit touchdowns was actually two years before that, 2015. Deshaun, DeAndre Hopkins. If you put is his a, last two seasons together, oh, no, it works. It's 19 games, not 19. 16. Yes, it's 19. Yeah. But even so, so in 19 games, he's just over 1,000 yards. Mm-hmm. The 11 touchdowns. Is DeAndre Hopkins still a very good player? Absolutely. And the reason that DeAndre Hopkins is still available, because no team I think out there is willing at this point to say, for somebody who is excellent in the red zone, more of a zone beater, not much of a man separator. Yep. You know, that's a big that's a big price to pay. Do I think the Browns will kick the tires and say, hey, do you want to come here at a very reduced rate? I think they would do that. I think you do your due diligence on everybody. But the notion that I think that the Browns would be the ones who are going to pay more than than what Beckham got to the Ravens, I think is is incorrect. And I'll tell you, I think there are a lot of people around the league that were very surprised by that Ravens deal. In fact, who, yeah. who thought it was very unravens like to make a deal like that that they did for Odell Beckham. My perception of it was that that Lamar Jackson wanted it. A little bit of panic. Yeah. And they, they did it. Like, they, they weren't going to not. Yes. They had to do it. So I think that's why it happened. Um, yeah, I think it's – I think the other thing, and this is something that's – you know, we're, we're seeing this because we're just out here, but, like, 
Goodwin's pretty impressive, and we've already done Elijah Moore for He's, two, and you've got you already have Amari and DPJ and Tillman. Like you have a full room. I I stand by what well, I said yesterday. Yep. If, if you can get Hopkins and it works, you're yes. you are better. There's no way you're not better. Correct. You're better for it, but you're not in a position of desperation in any way. Couldn't agree more. I think that makes that's said perfectly. The team that I think might be a, a dark horse team to watch come out of this, I thought the Cowboys would be a great fit for them. Yeah. The team that I think might be a little bit of a dark horse, if you think about it, would be the Jets. Because the Jets could Who cut. Who do they have? They could cut Corey Davis. Okay. And that would save them $10 million. Yep. You'd have Garrett Wilson. Yep. You would have Alan Lazard, yep. who followed from Green Bay. You could put DeAndre Hopkins kind of in the slot, and Lazard and Hardman could switch when you want to have more speed on the field. But I think he's kind of a great right now 1A to a speedy. That's why I think he'd be a great compliment to C.D. Lamb to work the underneath stuff for, for the Dallas Cowboys. I think in our – look, as you said it perfectly, we would be better adding DeAndre Hopkins to this roster. Do I think that we're going to go and spend a lot of money to bring DeAndre Hopkins in? I don't. Unless Th- give a- thing, thing or not a thing? Go. Field Yates, six teams are picking up cap space this Friday as a result of prior post-June 1st designated releases. Us, $10 million. Miami, 13.6. Mm-hmm. He wouldn't be bad there either, honestly, because you have Tyreek Hill and you have Waddle just absolutely flying around the field. And then if you had DeAndre Hopkins as like that third guy who's just going to eat up everything underneath and dominate, that's not a bad landing spot. Browns obviously at 10.9. Yep. Cowboys at 10.9. I said the Cowboys, yep. I think, are in play. Uh, the other one's not – Broncos, 3.75, Commanders, 4 million, Cardinals, 3.2. So it's obviously not the Cardinals. So, uh, the of, like, to me, I like what you said about Dallas. Dallas makes all the sense. Th- that would make – that would be a home run, and I could see Jera being excited about that. Yeah, because I think it makes a lot of sense for what that team is going to be on offense. Again – Welcome him with open arms. Weapons galore. That's what we're looking for here. Five-time Pro Bowler, three-time first-team All-Pro. But if I were to ask people and say, do you think, let's say we, ha- let's say that we're spending, let's go on a theoretical, that we're spending that $11 million. Yeah. In my mind, I would rather have that go towards, you know, a veteran stud defensive tackle than I would rather have that go to. Are any of those point. guys still out there? We that's, talked about this a, a little fair bit. question. I don't think there's anybody left. It's like, but even to rent in Dominican Sue, who I think in a sub package role knows Jim yeah. Schwartz, knows this defense yeah. would be. And and by the way, we're gonna have to spend a lot of money next year. Oh yeah. So carrying that ten million forward, that's actually a nice thing for us to have to help us next yeah. year. This is not money that must be spent. And I don't want. We're already spending. You want the Browns to spend money? They are spending money, but. That is that is also something that can be used to help when things are going to change a little bit for this cap going so forward. So this is from the Bleacher Report. Best remaining 2023 NFL free agents. One, DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, two, Leonard Floyd. Three, uh, Frank Clark. Four, Yannick Ngakwe. Ends. Yep, ends. all ends. Uh, obviously, Clowney. Dalton Risner, who's a guard. Theodore is a free agent. Indomitian Sue. Indomitian Sue. Uh, Christian Peterson. Indomitian Sue is one who makes a lot of sense. Um, yeah, but he's not signing anytime soon. No. Robbie Gould's out there, your boy. 
Marcus Peters. Isn't uh, Matthew Ioannidis still out there? Is he on that list? Uh, I was. They're only showing me the top ten here right now. Got it. So, I mean, there there's still players out there. Yeah, definitely. Definitely still some. I just think that ultimately that could be where they end up going. Could be just a little bit of a different attacked with that and then I do think you got to you have to plan for next year and you're going to have some big decisions to make you've got a lot of the core guys already under contract and your quarterback salary is going to balloon you're going to probably restructure you know miles and clear some cap next year as well but this is the Browns have the ability to create money now I do think that they like their room and I think anybody who went out there at OTAs if you're reading you know anybody who was out there not and I'll kind of get my take in, in a little bit whenever we decide to get to that point but this wide receiver room and this offense is much different than it was a year ago. I mean, significantly. So. Yes. Significantly so. Marquise Goodwin might be one of the best million-dollar signings in the league this year, even for what he gives you. And it's not going to be – I'm not saying he's going to be a 1,000-yard receiver. I think he's going to be a 300, maybe 400-yard receiver who's going to make a handful of plays each week but also run routes that make plays for other people available, you know, in 15, 10 to 20 snaps a game. I don't know what the exact number is going to be. But that's exactly what he was brought here for, and he's going to do that. Elijah Moore is so fun to watch, and he is—he looks uncoverable. We're—you're you, not going to be able to man us, and if you're sitting in zones, we're going to pick you apart. This is our offense right now. It has the look. Watson's throwing a great ball, and we'll talk about that. But they've upgraded this wide receiver room again. Would we be better with DeAndre Hopkins just plopped in that room? Yeah. Yes, but it has to make financial sense. He is not a receiver who would come to us without some limitations in his skill set and what he would bring to the table. He's not someone who's going to come for – I don't think he's – I think someone will give him money. I don't think it's going to be a situation where he's coming on a vet minimum to play. Like, Beckham did get 15. He'll get that somewhere. There will be a team that's going to do that. And then it just comes down to what's most important to DeAndre Hopkins. Yep. Does he want that? Like I said yesterday, we were out at the golf course. Like – Man, if I were him, I would go to Kansas City and, and try and catch 90 balls from Patrick Mahomes. 100%. He's made a lot of money. Like, there's not 90 balls to be caught here. Agreed. Agreed. There's not. No. It's a very different role here than it would be. You'd be part of a of a of an, an arsenal of weapons, but you're not – I mean, if you think about it in Kansas City, they've got all of these young, exciting guys who are ready to burst, and you've got Kelsey. Yes. So – he could, he could do all of those things, at a, and I think Buffalo would be similar, but Kansas City would be the home run. Kansas City feels like the the home run, and and what's interesting though, if somebody would pay that, wouldn't they have done it already? Would there have been restructuring and moves? And and I'll go back to what was said to me, which is that had the Odell Beckham contract not happened with the Ravens, that he would have been traded already. So. That makes me feel in some ways that perhaps those teams are not as interested at the number that, you know, DeAndre is is valuing himself at because it would be done already. So you look at – here's the thing. The Jets have the space to do it right now. The – we were talking Chiefs. The Chiefs have – are two million under the cap – over the cap right now. So they don't have any effective cap space right now. And the Bills are also a million over the cap effectively right now. So those are teams that 
if they were going to figure out a way to make something like that happen, there there are going to be other things that need to happen in order to be able to get those done. Trying to look and I'm looking at where's the easy money to come from the from the Chiefs. Mike Dana, I don't even I don't know who that is. They could cut Mike Dana and and save three million dollars. Maybe what, they do they have a, what room do they have? They're over. They're, They're over, over the cap. They got to bounce some people to make it work. Yeah, and there isn't a lot of just easy money for them to to come across. I also don't know if he. I don't know if they need him. You know. Yeah. Like you're right. The Jets are the no-brainer, easy. Easy. Dallas would be the other one that's just a layup. Um, Lions? Waiting and on, they have Amon Ross. He's St. a different Brown. player, obviously, but. Um, the Lions could do it. Yeah. It's it's an interesting situation. They've talked about in Patriots, that, but I don't know why he'd ever want a part of that. Cowboys would be the one because they're getting free. They're going to be able to get to a point where they could get there. Yes. The Cowboys Cowboys would be just fine. And I think he makes sense given their personnel. That's the one that actually, from everything, makes sense. Cowboys yeah. could do it right now if they wanted to. They're at you know $10 million under the cap, and they're going to get much more. Yeah, it's another 10-5 or something like that they're going to pick up tomorrow. So they'll be 20. Right. Have they? 21. And they, because they have released Zeke already, right? I think, isn't that? Is that post June like first? That, is that their the money? Bounty. That might be. That, that might, might be, be their, their money. money. Yeah, <clears throat> that makes sense. But yeah, they, I think he fits in very well with what they've got. You'd have, you know, Brandon Cooks, C.D. Lamb, and you'd have DeAndre Hopkins. Now the question is, would they be willing to eat a little bit of money on Michael Gallup, which they would? Five million would be dead, you know, if they wanted to free up a little bit of space there. But that makes all the sense in the world to me. You got two guys who can fly. One guy yeah. who could do everything, and then you have, you'd have Hopkins working everything else. I mean, that'd be a full day. That that feels like the no brainer. Yeah, and they'd quickly go to like they'd be they they would cement themselves in that top three in the NFC. Right, with, which is with that play. That's where you got to be. You got to right. be. Yeah, absolutely. All right, coming up, second hour, uh, we will get into uh, some of the things Z saw today at. Uh, at the OTAs. It's a lot of impressive stuff circulating on social, so we'll have some fun with that coming up next. You listen to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by BallyBet. Coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Brass fans should reach the final round of the new dog logo contest. Make sure and let your voice be heard. Vote for your favorite one. And you can vote once per day. Visit clevelandbrowns.com slash dog logo to cast your vote. I saw BT switched teams. Browns therapy, big, that was a big deal on the social that he switched teams. He went from the dark helmet dog to the uh, the, the, uh, the the dog that we refer to as bottom left. Yes. Was it top bottom left? left? Bottom left versus I did bottom too. right. I did too. You came over. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, when it, when I saw it on the gear, that's what flipped for me. 
the gear and then now that, that we're at the final two, it's, you know, I think that there's a chance for a legacy to be created by yeah. the creator of that. Agreed. It would, yeah. I would be, I would relish that opportunity for him. Same. So, Let's make Same. it happen. Yeah, I, and it's. I think it looks great. I it think does it look great on here, and it looks better with orange than the other one does. Yeah, and I saw. Um, I noticed, like, so, like the the the. Uh, it's like a Henley, right? We're both kind of. In, I guess that's what they call it. it was like a short sleeve Henley, like a yeah. T-shirt with with buttons. Sure. And so um, MJ was in uh, kind of the long sleeve, like dry fit, kind of heavier than dry fit T-shirt that Nike puts out. And in years past, we have those, except they have like the helmet. Yep, and this one looks like this year. Now they have like the elf as like on that, and I was I was as he was talking, I'm thinking, you know, that dog would look pretty cool on that. Look great, that would look cool. Right, and I could, I know, I the the other thing that I think we forget about uh, the dog logo is number one, kids love it. Like my kids love it. Yep. But the other thing that like players love it. Yes. Like I remember when Jarvis was here, like that's what he wanted was a dog. Yeah. You know, somewhere like give us a dog to put on on the stuff. I think because they come. They're used to having their collegiate mascots that have that typically something human. right that are something. It's just not a helmet, right? right. It's something standard. Yeah, you know they got yeah yeah. And he was he was a Mississippi State, so he was a bulldog. Sure, right? MJ. Yeah, and we have all those all those SEC guys are Tigers and all yeah. of that. Yeah, it's all what's all Ole Miss Rebels Rebels yeah. Rebels. Yeah. yeah, they tried at one point. Um, they tried getting rid of. I I don't even know if it's still there. They used to have like Colonel Reb was like the yeah right the the guy who looked like a caricature from yes like, very much you so. know the Hanna Barbera or something yes. like that Hanna yes. Barbera business absolutely. Um, and I, there was something where they were doing like Land Shark or something like that. They were trying to do like trying to find another. And at one point they were trying to do a bear. Like they they'd floated a bunch of things to get away from it. But like, what's wrong with? He's worried about the. Civil yeah. War connotations. Tony the Land Shark See? is the mascot so did of that the happen? Ole Miss Rebels, the collegiate athletic teams of the University of Mississippi. The anthropomorphic shark replaced Rebel the Black Bear as the official mascot in 2018. It went from Colonel Reb to the Rebel Black Bear to now a land shark. I don't yeah. get it. Yeah, tough go. Tough go. B- by and large, you know, in this state, we're not great at naming teams. Just to be honest, you know what I mean. You go through every. I mean, like, Buckeye's a poisonous nut of a tree. <laughs> know what I mean? Like, it's not great. Sure. Not great. It's, it looks great. It's an unbelievable yeah. branding and uniform, and the, because they've won, it's all it's all works. You know, we're named after a guy. The Paul Brown named uh, the Bengals in homage to Massillon. And then basically just copied our uniforms initially and just wrote bangles on the helmet. Yeah. Like, that was it. The Columbus crew are black and gold, and they're named after, like, because there was always construction in Columbus. The Blue Jackets, the NHL team down in Columbus, is in because the most of the Civil War uh, uniforms were made in Ohio, and many, many of the great generals, obviously, were from Ohio. But upon launch, they had, like, a B. And everybody thought – I remember thinking, like, are they just being named after an insect? Is there a type of hornet in Ohio that I'm unaware of? It's blue. That's blue? Never seen it. Never seen I'd something like to. that? I'd love to. I thought, that's nuts. By the way, down in Puerto Vallarta, I did see, apparently it's a rare bird. It was while we were there. The blue-footed booby, or booty. The blue-footed booty was down there. <laughs> Both win. You, sh- you sure? <laughs> Both galore win. Either way. So that's 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 they both win in that sense. It was the booty. Blue yeah. footed booty. Anyway. Yeah. 
So, yeah. I have go. a little information for you, by the way, on go. this land shark. Go ahead. So, at Ole Miss, land shark is a term that was first adopted by the Rebel football team's defensive unit. As part of that identity, defensive players celebrate big plays by putting a hand to their forehead in the shape of a shark fin. A battle cry of fins up also contributes to the player's persona. Roots of it date back to 2008 when they returned to the National Province with a 9-4 and record and a win over number 7 Texas Tech in the Cotton Bowl. Leading the charge was a great defense. Uh, but the land, term Landshark originated from senior linebacker Tony Fien, an Army veteran who served a one-year tour in the Iraq War before arriving in Oxford. He was a two-year letterman after transferring from Scottsdale, Arizona Community College. He was a 2008 recipient of the Pat Tillman Award by the Military Order of the Purple Heart. He passed away tragically in 2009, mm. but his legacy at Ole Miss continues through the Landshark. With the popularity of the hand gesture, Ole Miss fans and student-athletes from other sports embraced the spirit of the Landshark. In October 2017, the university announced that Landshark would be the official mascot of the Ole Miss Rebels. Named in tribute to Tony Fine, Tony the Landshark was unveiled August of 2018 has been a fixture at all Rebel sporting events since. So they still call themselves the Rebels. Yeah. Their mascot is just is this is the land shark. I like the look of the guy. He looks good. He he does look good. It, there's a couple pictures of him from COVID where he was wearing a mask where he did not look nearly as good. Not quite as formidable without the teeth. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that ain't it. So, all right. Well, there you go. Okay. All right. What did you see today at minicamp? So, a couple things. One thing, first thing that stood out to me from a defensive standpoint, mm-hmm. Jim Schwartz's presence is easily felt (laughs) and he is loud but to and to the point it's not blustery it is he's loud when he needs to be loud but he has complete command and I feel like respect of that defensive unit they are going to play fast Uh, you know we didn't have some of the guys out there Mm -hmm. today that you know you want to see and and our linebackers are still coming back you know talk and a walker still on the side but Jacob Phillips had a nice day got a pick off of a tipped ball Um, I I, and the other thing jumped out to me was our corner situation and seeing Denzel Ward take some snaps in the in the nickel. Mm-hmm. And so you'd have Greg outside, MJ outside, and, and Denzel in the nickel at times. Now, Greg also was in the nickel at times, but that was something new and, and something that I certainly noticed. Uh, you know, we didn't have some of the big names up front. You know, no Miles, no uh, Dalvin Tomlinson, no uh, Zadarius Smith. Uh, but you'd like to see those guys back here or, you know, certainly soon. we got the mandatory minicamp next week, which I think will be the real first look at this whole squad. Yeah. Um, and so that was on the defensive side. But then offensively, it's simple, man. Marquise Goodwin can fly. He caught two bombs today of about 40 to 60 yards from yeah. Deshaun Watson. He can fly and he can catch. Yes. He made a, one that's, of them was a that's great an catch. Important, it's an important second part. As, that I, part yeah. as I joked with somebody on the staff, I said, you know, man, Goodwin can fly. He goes, and catch. <laughs> so I said, yeah, important. I said, well, we haven't had that here in quite some time. Yeah. So he was. That was a bomb that Deshaun hit him with. Uh, it looked like the ball looked like it was 50-plus in the air. And Deshaun's deep balls are on They're point. So they gorgeous. are beautiful, beautiful yeah. deep balls. Um, and then Elijah Moore ran one of the best routes I've ever seen live. And I know that that sounds like hyperbole, but in my mind it was not. He comes up as though he's going to be running a speed out, chops his feet, almost comes to a complete stop like he's going out, and then gets back to full speed in one step and ran a slant where he left the corner in another area code. Yeah. And Deshaun put it right on for a touchdown in the red zone where I was just like, whoa. Yeah. yeah. Wow. And yeah. even some of the players on both sides of the ball were like, wow. Yeah. So that would those were kind of the big takeaways. A lot of um, – 
a lot of ball handling work, a lot of, you know, we, we saw him run an option. We saw uh, a lot of inside play action or read option looks. And then, you know, with orbit motion behind it where he's turning and maybe he's giving the ball there and keeping it bootlegs, getting him out in space. Um, I thought that he looked really good. Dobbs threw a couple nice balls today. And Dorian Thompson Robinson, I think, is already made a real impression. And I know this from, from talking to a few people and then even just watching him. He's made a real impression with his command his leadership, and then he's a natural thrower of the football. He yeah. really is, and on top of being a tremendous athlete. So I think that quarterback room is in very, very good hands with Deshaun. Obviously, he's our starter. Dobbs is the backup. And then I think, you know, I think DTR is going to end up being that third guy. He's obviously competing with Kellen Mond. Um, but he was he was impressive. But it, it's the speed of Goodwin. You know, DPJ made a couple of nice contested catches, as he always does. The speed of Goodwin, though, and what that's going to open up, and then the route running of Elijah Moore was just – that route was – it reminded me, the last time I saw a route that felt that nasty, and you're going to remember this, was Odell before he got hurt when he came out and hit that stop and the guy like skidded back Skid and past, fell on his yeah. butt and, and yep. he came back and was – just that that sharpness, that acceleration out of it, and that setup were – it was it – was, Well, if he can go – he Oh, he can go. No, no, but I mean if he – like when, it, when it's live bullets. Sure. If he can go, then that's a – that's that's a lot of it. I mean, that's what it's going to be. And I, yeah, it's this is fun stuff. It's it's fun this, to see it all out there and and see it spinning a little bit. And uh, the the what it's all tangible. Uh, the things you're talking about, you you feel the difference of it. You felt it with uh, Bubba Ventrone and just kind of the juice that he has. And you mentioned Schwartz. Uh, these are these are much louder practices in yes. general than what we've had in the past couple of years. It's not great not to loud. Say, no, and not to say that you have to be one way to win and one way or not. It's I'm not. It's just different. It's correct. Doesn't it, mean that the other way wouldn't have worked. You know that, or, or that it's a fault of the people who weren't here or, or no, no longer no. here. It's not that at all. It's just that, you know, it's just different. It's a very different feel. I think that when you look at our coaching staff as a whole now, you have, you know, a real juice guy in Bubba Ventrone. Yep, and somebody who has made his living as an undrafted free agent who scratched and clawed and was able to be in the league for a decade, right, as, yep. as a special teams guy, inspiring that unit. I think that he is somebody who is not nearly going to be as technical, say, with Cade, mm-hmm. you know, and say, you you know how to hit the ball. You're here because you know how to kick the ball. You know, we'll watch if you get away from your normal stuff, but kick the ball the way you kick the ball. Yeah. And I think that's kind of freeing, I think, for, for Cade, and that's so technical about everything. And then – you know, you've got Jim Schwartz, someone who has done it. His resume more than speaks from itself, who is an authoritative figure, who's a tremendous talker, a very persuasive talker um, and motivator. And and then I think they balance the way that Kevin coaches, Coach yes. Stefanski. Kevin is very cerebral, unemotional in, in many ways. Mm-hmm. Now, he's not afraid to get in people's butts, but unemotional in, in that these are – and a great a schematic genius. I mean, mm-hmm. the fact of the matter is we've been a top ten offense – under him without the talent that we have now. And so now you have an opportunity for that to really jump up. But I think just even the way listening to practice and the way it goes, you kind of have, you get everything. You get great teaching, you get great energy, and you get great kind of passion. And and it felt, uh, that felt, you know, different to me. That was my, I missed OTAs last week, obviously, yeah. down in Mexico. So to get to see that, that was, that was very good. And then, you know, you've got a lot of, there are a lot of veteran pros on this team. Marquise Goodwin is a guy that, yes, he's older. He can still fly, but he's a pro. 
And he was just talking and coaching Jalen Darden up on his releases, and then the next play, Jalen Darden goes and put a release out where he looked like Steve Smith with that, yeah. and he was gone. And you yeah. could hear Goodwin woofing, and then the corner said something back, and then Goodwin was like, oh, you're he's shook. He's like, coach, get that guy out of here. This guy's shook already. And then they're on the side. They're like, give us 19. He goes, you want 19? Like, God, come and get me. I'm going to run by you again. I already <laughs> ran by you twice today. He's like, what do you want? We want 19? Come get him. So it was. I like it. It's just, it had some. There's some good vibes yeah. out there today. That's fun. Yeah. And and by the and it's it's an impressive looking group and it's an impressive looking group today without 99, 95, 75, 24, 85. Like put all of those in the mix. And and what's that? It, what number does Dal is Dalvin ninety four? Yeah, and Dalvin as well. And it was, but it still looked ninety four. It looked. I'm pretty sure. I said that relatively confidently. I like yeah, it. I, yeah, like, I liked it. I, yeah. I feel like that's ninety four. Jacob Phillips had a pick today. Yeah, off of a tip pass. Yep. He can uh, never stay healthy, man. He can stay healthy. He makes plays. He's incredibly he productive when he's when healthy. He, when he plays, he he delivers. He, yeah. He absolutely does. Um, do you want to do the, the quick succession thoughts now? you want to take a break? Oh, sure. Let's take, There's take one other break. thing. Uh, oh, one more thing. Get, i got to get five breaks in. Oh, yeah. Okay. We take one last thing real <laughs> fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. What I think is really fun, in the seven-on-sevens, and I've never seen this with the Browns before. Normally seven-on-seven, seven, you don't even get your real offensive line. You don't get – you get nobody out there. You get yeah. somebody just snapping the quarterback ball. They're doing seven-on-seven seven with a center and two guards. They obviously don't block anybody, but mm-hmm. just I think maybe to put those bodies there – in the middle because you don't have the perfect line of no, view. Right. And then they have the two edge rushers out there who sprint to bags that are set five yards behind the quarterback. Okay. And they just run there and they're in a race to hit, knock over those dummies. So they're not affecting Deshaun per se, but he's dealing with motion and a blur yeah. going by him. And he's dealing with his offensive line, you know, moving around. So I, I like that. I thought it, I thought that was a pretty, a pretty cool thing to see. Yeah, I like that as well. Uh, we'll go around the league, uh, get you some thoughts on the succession finale as well. And we're going to the podium at four. Bottom of the hour, Marquise Goodwin. Marquise Goodwin. Oh, great. He's been a star of, of OTAs for sure. You listen to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like when the tailgate party shows up at your house after the big win. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this could sideline your savings. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state based on coverage selected subject to terms conditions and availability savings vary cleveland browns daily brought to you by valley bet coming soon to ohio on 850 espn cleveland And renew your home for the last time with their new home exterior siding and roofing products. Bo here for the Renew Home Exteriors team. Don't spend all day with high-pressure sales, guys. The team at Renew won't waste your day with hours of negotiating. Renew offers an upfront fair price to make your project easy. This month, take advantage of pre-pandemic pricing plus no interest or payments for 24 months. Renew Home Exteriors, superior products, superior service. Visit RenewEstimate.com for more. Um all right, before we get to the succession thing, let's do quickly around the league. It's pretty quiet. Most of it's surrounding Hopkins. Um, but the Jimmy G thing is pretty interesting, how he's basically signed off on, look, I'm not going to pass a physical. And so here's the best that, that they can do there. They are in a – to me, they're in a, they're like a franchise to Nowhereville. 
Yep. I don't know what they're doing. I don't understand nope. it. I didn't understand the signing of him. I thought if any time that there was a uh if there was a chance to um if if there was a chance to go in and, and tank for it, this would be it. Like it felt like he got rid of Carr, you got Garoppolo. I think Jimmy G would have been like if you're taking Atlanta, for example, had they made a more serious yes. first round pick, you put him in that Arthur Smith offense that's based off of a lot of the same principles yeah. that he ran there with the 49ers, I think that would have been a good fit. I, Tampa I, Bay. Tampa would have been fine. Although, yeah. I just. I mean, that stuff's bad. It's <laughs> Those videos said, are stunning. I love sending you guys those videos. It's one of the, you know, he was here. He was our guy. It's a life comes at you fast situation for sure. But also a. There were times when he was really good here. Really good. Yeah, in 2020, in 2020, he was really, really good. good. And the second half of his rookie year, he was really good. And to think that now it's to that point, like when you, when we made the move to Watson, it's like, yeah, no brainer, of course, you know, yes. for sure, franchise quarterback. But at the at that time, did I think that Baker would be a starter in the league again? Yeah. For sure. I didn't think that there'd be something where he would be. He's on three teams in less than a calendar less than a, year. I never would have thought that. No. I mean, I thought for sure that there would be another opportunity. I knew that it was – we all kind of knew that it was heading downhill. Yes. You know, just with not just the on-field, but just all of it. And um, to think that it's that point where it's like him and Kyle Trask overthrowing guys on seam routes, little simple seam pop on passes air. on air by 15 yards is crazy. So, I don't know. It's not a pretty – I mean, Mike Evans and Godwin are probably like, whoa. Yeah. What did we just – what What? I, what are I, we doing? Here? What are you – how are you Tom selling Brady. tickets? Like you're coming from Tom Brady. Why don't you reserve your – That's hard enough. Season ticket deposits for next year. Jeez. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know how – And I don't know how tradable – like, can you trade Evans and Godwin and enter into the quarterback foray in the draft next year? I don't know how tradable those contracts are. I mean, Evans was in the Johnny Manziel draft. That was 2014. So he's he's, yeah, he's an getting older. Up, so he's got to be 30. He's got to be 31. So he's an aging, older yeah. fella. And he's, I mean, he's a. I think he. I don't know that he will be, but he should be a first ballot Hall of Famer. I mean, what he's done in terms of his production, he's never been a first team All Pro, which is amazing. But he's had 1,000 yards every single year that he's been in the league. Every single Has year, he? it's a record. Yeah. Nobody's ever done that. I think 10. I wouldn't have had that. Nobody's ever started their seat career with nine straight thousand yard seasons. Before. Man, I would, I would not have had that. that, that every year was a thousand. I knew he'd been good every year. Uh, Goodwin is, uh, is significant. He's only 26. Yeah, Goodwin's younger. Um, he yeah. has had a major injury. He yeah. has. Yeah. A thousand the last two years, 1333 and 19. Yeah, he was awesome. He, that was with uh, Jameis was yeah. 19. So when he was second team All Pro, so let me see. Yeah. I'm gonna just try to pull up real fast. If I'm if you're the, the Raiders, place. should you have just brought Carr back so you wouldn't have had to eat that contract? That felt personal though, right? I, like it was like, you know, like McDaniel's I don't, I don't wanted a reset. Yeah, but at what cost? Like, look, oh, dude. I mean, that this give is, it, they, their drafts. You know, like their first and second round picks, the last five six years have just Hunter Mayock. Been, yeah, yeah, and Gruden, and who knows yeah. who was pulling the strings on all that. Correct. But 
Yeah. Oh, yeah, they could, by the way, a trade of Mike Evans post-June 1st saves them $14.5 million this year, and he has all just void years left. So he's he's a free agent after this year. Yeah. Basically. I mean, they're he's got three void seasons because they obviously – well, they should. They should just so just do could, that and they get could, something back, get an asset, and they could get out of his very easy. I don't know about. I don't think Godwin. They. I don't think Godwin. They can, but they could trade. They could trade him. Yeah, Godwin just signed his new deal. They could get out of Godwin next year, after next year. He still has. He's still pretty loaded. If they traded him, they could save a little bit more. They just have dead money for the next five years with him. Yeah. So I mean, they could do it. They could do it all, but. It would make more sense. Yeah, that's who they would to do to yeah. do Evans with that. Yeah. So, um, what did you think? Season finale, series finale, succession. You know, I thought it was a, uh, I thought it was a masterpiece. Mm-hmm. I really did. I thought it was incredibly well done. I thought they did a very good job of. They hit a lull in the middle of the season, maybe two or three episodes after the passing of Logan, where I was like, "All right, am I mm-hmm. going to care?" Yeah. And they did a great job of making you care. I thought it was phenomenally acted. I thought it was – it wasn't predictable, even though it was predictable. But they led you down so far with, you know, the meal fit for a king. Oh, yeah, yeah. You're like, yeah. all right, this is how it is going to end. Kendall's going to get his opportunity. They're going to keep him in the family. And then for Shiv, too. Her name is Shiv. Mm-hmm. Shiv him again. Um I, I thought it was just – I thought it was it was brilliant. I thought that just none of them are likable. I don't think Logan ever intended, even though he had quote-unquote said to all three of them that they were going to take over. I don't think he ever intended for any of them to take over, honestly. I think he was, I think he was maybe genuine on Shiv at the end of the first season into the second the because cheap. she elevated to the point where she was pretty good in the political sphere for a while there and was like felt like someone of consequence and then it's, she just blew it you blew it boy blew it but she was the only one i think that he ever seriously considered at any point because maybe kendall before Early, he botched the vault yes. stuff like maybe yes. then he yeah he considered him a little bit but once he botched I, that that was it i also found wams games is the only guy that i liked and any as the show went on and like yeah he was true to himself throughout yeah i thought he played he basically wanted to suckle, you know, at, at from power mm-hmm. and would do whatever he could to be as powerful and as relevant yeah. as he could and play the game, honestly, ultimately at the end, better than anyone. Yeah, but I don't know that he won. Oh, I think he won. He won that day, but he also signed up to be a yes man for a, a guy who's going to ride him a pain sponge for a guy who's going to ride him like Seabiscuit for the rest of his time until he's not useful anymore. And then now he's he's wealth, yes. which is all he cared about, so he's got all of that, but he's going to have that anyway. Well, um, <clears throat> I mean, quite a bit. I think, though, that him, his his win was walking into that boardroom and having all those people come up and shake his hand and be a big shot and him placing a sticker on Greg's head. That's his win. That was and his I don't know win. that Shiv gets in the car with him without that win. Yeah, but she also enabled the whole win. Like, she allowed for it. Her vote, because she could have gone the other way. She and in did, the end... But I think that was her decision at the end. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, she made... I think that when Kendall put his feet on the desk, it's yeah, done. Yeah, that was it. At that point, her and Roman were like... And she really was like, no, this this guy's out of control. He's bringing in... Now Stewie's going to get a say in all of this stuff? Like, no, we're not we're not having this. 
Um, I thought the only real winner was Roman. I think he won. I think his relief ordering the martini and the wry smile of like when he write when he says we're BS, we're all it, we're right. nothing. And he's right. They always were. They were never. They were never serious people. And he's having a martini, which was Jerry's drink or whatever. Yeah. And he's having a good time. And he's like, you know it's what? Going to be a rich. Playboy. I got two billion bucks. Yeah. I don't have to deal with all these idiots anymore. I don't have to act like I care about any of this. If you go back to the beginning of the series, he didn't care about it then. No. He said, I don't want any part of this. Correct. So I think he won. I think Khan won. Khan got his apartment, his artifacts. He wins nicely. Well, um, they have an, the two-week itch. Yeah. That's tough for Khan. Um, I thought it was a masterpiece. I thought start to finish it was an unbelievable storytelling. I th- For me, I think it will go down as like an all-time HBO show. Yes. Um, I think that it's, it's for – to me it will be almost Wire-esque in that there's like not a miss anywhere. And even the Wire in the last season isn't – as buttoned up as it is in the previous four. The other thing that I think is going to help this show long-term is it's really fun. It is Like fun. you can hop back in and watch an episode. If you, if you're bored or whatever, you're looking for an hour, you can hop back in and watch an hour and you're going to get a chuckle. Like you, you're not watching breaking bad again, man. No, that is too heavy. Too heavy. Thrones too heavy. Like I don't need that in my life. Like this, a, a, a fun hour. It is there. a fun hour. I mean that's the so I think it'll I think its lifespan will be very very good. So how about this thing I read that the names are always so important that when they chose some of the names they put there was something that went around on the uh, on, on social around that at the end of last week on Wams games yeah so with the tri- unassisted, triple, unassisted play triple play so there, it was a TikTok that uh, it was a woman on TikTok who explained their names that surnames are important and she dropped that on Friday and everyone's like wow really. And then, and then it was, and then, it was. and then the names did matter, like Shiv, all of it. It yeah. all mattered. Here's, I think this. This is one thing I think people are getting wrong about it. Last thing I'll say about it. I, everyone is enamored with like the Jeremy Strong performance, and they keep going back to that. When I think of it, I think of the dad. Number one. It's what I think of. I think of Brian Cox and Logan Roy at the top. That's where – when I think of the greatness of the show – I that's the performance and that's the figure I think of people always want to put like Kendall Roy in like the Tony Soprano. I think they have it wrong. I think it's, I think that it's the dad. Yes. The dad is the Titan. The dad is like the Christmas story. And so much so that when they, when they killed him off early, they had to find, they had to bring Skarsgård in because they needed somebody else with gravity to be in those scenes. Yes. I couldn't agree more. He's that's the the rest of ropes off the Goodyear blimp. Yeah. That's what I thought too. It's a Christmas story. Everybody talks about Ralphie, and Ralphie's fine and great. Yeah. But the dad, the is, dad's the, the guy. The dad's the show. The, the dad's, dad's the, the show. The dad's yes, the show. Agree. So two things because I I enjoy. I've talked about this with Miss K and I've talked to some of my buddies, and I love talking about the show with you. I've never seen people fight so hard to get out of a sale which was way overvalued. Mm-hmm. Great for everybody there was to make them. Two billion dollars a piece, roughly yep. like one point nine, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden they're like, "No, we can't do it." Now, Kendall, I understand it was his, as he said at the end, it was his dream, desire, and it, that's the only whole identity. He, his identity was to run the company. Correct. So then, why make the deal in the first place? Right. Okay, just to prove that you could make a deal. Yep. Which, by the way, he could have done without Shiv. Shiv got the deal done. A hundred percent. Yeah. So that to the fact that we're. F- Making a life and death situation out of where if we don't actually stop the deal, we each get checks for $1.9 billion is That's a hard concept <laughs> yeah. to get around, yeah. right, right, for me. 
And then the other thing was Shivit felt so betrayed by Tom, calls him and is like, look, I would you like to have a relationship? He's like, I don't know. Yeah. And you could tell at that point she was unhappy. Then she finds out it's him. In fact, I think if the CEO was anybody other than Wamsgams, she probably lets the deal go through. Now, yeah. maybe it changes when she sees Kendall put her feet up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. I think that it being Tom. It was personal. Yes. And then she realized the only way that she could, because she's out with, mm-hmm. with Matson, yep. the only way she can say, you know, power adjacent is through Tom. Yeah. Because she'll never usurp Kendall. No. Now the interesting is her whole dynamic with Tom was built on the fact that she had more power and Tom needed her and was mm-hmm. able to be a lapdog. And now she, in some ways, needs Tom. I mean, they're handholding and was still gross and it was still yeah so on brand, but. I thought that that was such an interesting thing. And then, of course, you're, it's done for TV that in that moment she's going to then do it there and they're going to go have that dramatic fight in the boardroom yeah. and all of that. But it, it was just – it kept you on the edge of your seat. You know what was going to happen. And I loved – the thing that would have pissed me off the most is if Greg triumphed. Like, Greg was so despicable. Yeah. I loved him going down at the end. Yes, and I think that the most important line was said in the second episode of this season – I love you, but you're not serious people. None of them were ever serious well, people. Roman knew it. Though. And he knew it. Well, he took the realization at the end that yes, he really knew it. He knew but it. But those idiots picked the president in the third, the two episodes well, that before. Was... That was insanity. Uh, we'll head to the podium coming up next. Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by Bally Bet. Coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by Bally Bet. Coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. For a team of injury lawyers dedicated to every client every day, call 1-800-ELK-OHIO. Elk and Elk's proud partner of your Cleveland Browns. And now let's head to the podium and Marquise Goodwin. First of all, I just want to give all honest to God. Thankful for the opportunity to be here. Shout out to the Cleveland Browns. So, again, you guys shot that speed a little bit today. I'm a couple of deep balls. But, I mean, what, what's that connection like with Deshaun? The connection was elite today, man. Just grateful for the opportunity to shine. It's electric. You see that arm? He got he got guys on for sure. We we were trying to decide on that. Did you get defeated? What did the ref say? I just seen the ref doing this, so I think I was in. There you go. Marquise, you're over thirty years old now. How much speed have you lost since your prime as an athlete? Uh I think I'm pretty much in my prime, so I don't think I lost any speed. It's kinda like fine wine, you just get better with time. How do you do that? Taking care of my body, uh, doing little things, spending time with my family, uh, being intentional with my time and my habits. And um, uh, it's, it's definitely working out. Got another opportunity to play football this year. I'm blessed. What are some of the little things you think have helped you kind of be able to maintain your speed and some of your strengths that improve on that maybe as you get older? Uh, strengths or things that I've felt that have helped me maintain my speed, training in the offseason. Uh, going hard on the track. I'm a track and field athlete, 2012 Olympian for people who don't know. Um, so that's a huge background of mine. I love spending time on the track. In the offseason, I volunteer with the uh, Texas track team. I volunteer coach. So I spend a lot of time out there. How do you look at this as an opportunity with an, with a new team? Uh, another opportunity just to stack some wins, man. Build a culture here that is about winning and uh, create a change. You know, after making the playoffs a few years ago, uh, just, you know, headed right back on the way up. So just trying to do my part, do my job. 
Where did you run at, at in the Olympics when you were Long jump. That's my specialty event. For anybody that doesn't know what long jump is, you basically take a sprint all the way about 40, 45 meters to the board. You can't jump over the board. It has to be behind the board. You jump as far as you can. It's measured from your furthest point back to the front of the board. And what was your best? 27 feet, 9 inches, 8.45 meters. Uh, Marquise, what was, your, what was developing your connection with Deshaun? What has that been like so far for you? And, and what's that process like for you as a receiver, getting to work with a new quarterback and kind of learn each other's tendencies? It's really humbling uh, to work with somebody as elite as Deshaun. I don't really have to guess or wonder if he is he gonna throw it far enough? Is he gonna throw it? You know, it's, I look in the air and I'm like, dang, I gotta run. So uh, when you have somebody who is as dedicated and as focused and um, as experienced as he is, elite, it just makes my job easier. All I have to do is run. Kind of off that, Marquise, what is the biggest thing about those deep balls? Is it known where, like, when Watson releases it? Like, what is the biggest thing that you guys need to get on the same page just strictly on the deep passes? Running. Just running. And making the play, catching. Yeah. Just being at the right place at the right time and making the catch. That's the most important part that I feel like people lose sight on. Yeah, I can run a route. I can do whatever. I can make the DB fall. But if I drop the ball, it was for no reason. So got to catch the ball. How much was the Deshaun factor um, impacting your decision to come in? Huge factor. I mean, we have the same agent. I've thrown with him before. Uh, I just haven't been a free agent at the time and at the right time to be able to try to mesh it up and play with him. So this worked out. I mean, it was a great opportunity. It, it couldn't be it couldn't be any better. Does it seem like 11 years have passed to an Olympian? Ah, that's crazy to think. Yeah, it has been 11 years. You aging me, man. <laughs> so, so it doesn't seem like that much time has passed? It doesn't really. I mean, because I'm always in season. I go from football to track, track to football. Even since I've been in the NFL, my first three or four years, I was crossing between the two. And then 2016 or 2015 and 16, I did as well. And then 2020. So. It's kind of like I get lost in time. Did Deshaun do any recruiting to get, to get you here? He had to. His, you know, his talent and his leadership, it speaks for itself. So I'm, you see these chills? <laughs> you can't fake energy, right? That's real talk. So, so going back to the long jump, you know, we talk, when we talk to track guys, it's always like 100 or 200 sprinters. But mm -hmm. how does that kind of help your speed that you have to, you know, you say you build up that speed and make the jump? How does that help you kind of help your speed? So I want you to run and jump at half speed, see how far you go, then run and jump at full speed. You have to be fast to jump far. And it correlates by me being able to put my foot down hard and break off of a route. At long jump, I'm running full speed and I have to transition and put my foot down. So I'm training these muscles the same way, to start and stop. And which is huge in football. Marquise, to like kind of maintain both of these sports the way you have and in Excel, you know, at football and still doing your track stuff. Like, what about you as a person? Like, I mean, it takes a special person to be able to do that. So, what about you has allowed you to kind of maintain both those sports the way you have? Thank you for asking. I got a sister who has never walked a day in her life. She was born with cerebral palsy. I am 10 months older than she is. And that's my motivation. If I'd be doing her a disservice if I were to not go and maximize in my sport ability. Like if I'm not out running and if I'm not out jumping, if I'm not out catching footballs and I'm just sitting around being lazy or complaining, then 
I'm doing her a disservice. I one a quick story. I woke up one day in the middle of the night, probably 3:34 in the morning, and I just hear somebody in the room. And I just I go I go around the corner. I'm listening, and my sister's like, God, just please, please. And I just hear her saying, please, please. I'm like, what? She's like, please, just let me feel what it feels like to walk. I just want my feet to touch the ground. You hear that? You ain't gonna be motivated. When is her name, Marquise? Deja, D-E-J-A. When did that happen? I was in probably middle school. I was in middle school at the time. And over the course of time, I've heard it a couple years. And so when I got drafted by the Bills, I, my third year, she came and lived with me. So did my brother. My brother helped take care of her. And uh, I, one day I picked her up to walk in front of the mirror. And she was like, no, I was showing her a picture on my phone. I'm like, who is this? She was like, that's mama. And I'm like, no, who is this? It was a picture of her. She didn't know. And I'm like, how you not know who this is? And she's like, I don't know. So I, she was like, I don't see myself. She don't see herself in the mirror. She can't walk. I bought a big ass mirror, put it up and I picked her up and I'm just weeping. I'm bawling because my sister's at the time like 25 and had never seen herself in the mirror. You know what I'm saying? So it adds perspective for me. I have no excuses. I'm humbled to be here. I'm super grateful. What's your brother's name, too? Is it just the Ricky. three of you? No, no, I'm the oldest of 12. Ricky, R-I-C-K-E-Y. Oldest of 12? Yeah. How, how's, how old is the youngest? 13. Journey. That's my baby. She's like my daughter. Marquis, at what point when you were young did you realize that you had the capability super fast? Racing in the neighborhood, just racing people, grown people, whoever wanted to race for money. I was very motivated by that because I grew up in an impoverished neighborhood. So you throw some dollars out, we gonna get it. I'm gonna win it. Um, and that's just always been a part of my hustle. How early in your life did you start doing that? I was seven when I started racing and then I got into organized sports when I turned nine. Been running and playing football ever since. When was the last time you uh, did a long jump? Did a long jump. I think my celebration last year versus the L.A. Chargers. Huh. So did you win the state championship in high school? In I have the high school national record. You, you got your own and, I was going to make this Sorry. our last one. You got your own motivation, um, but you know, you got your coaches out here talking you through things. What is it like to have them? How impactful can that be to your game when they're out there holding you guys accountable, getting you coaching and you through it? It's always great to have a coach, somebody you can lean on, somebody that is not afraid to help you grow. And I think it's essential in sports because a lot of people have egos and we feel like we've arrived sometimes. So a coach kind of helps facilitate you being or keeping you home. And I love it. Shout out to CEO. Man, he's impressive. He is so impressive. Yes. So much more to come. You're listening to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by BallyBet. Coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. All right, there you go, kids. Oh, by the way, real quick review. I know we got to run. We got to run. Um, there was no no NHL or no NBA last night, and so I popped onto uh, the first one of two apparently American Gladiators thirty for thirty. Yeah, I saw the trailer. Of that awesome. Holy cow! I had no clue. Like that was something that just on like Sunday afternoons or whatever in the summer, whenever that thing aired. The show. Yeah. I loved it. No, I did too, but yeah. like I loved it, I but it was like it aired, yeah. I don't I know it was in the early 90s. I know when I was yes. a kid, but I have no idea like I didn't understand anything behind it. 
I don't know. I don't know anything. I'm going into it. Check blind. it out. You'll like it. You'll like it. I, I mean, mean, you won't. It's a. Cla- it's a, it wouldn't be a thirty for thirty if it wasn't tragedy. But like, it's crazy what was going on. Absolutely crazy. Check it out if you find it. You'd like it. Uh, the next level is coming up next. Thanks for listening, everybody. Cleveland Browns Daily, 850 ESPN Cleveland. You've been listening to Cleveland Browns Daily, a production of the Cleveland Browns and 850 ESPN Cleveland. Land.com can help you find that little patch of ground to call your own and do all the hunting, fishing, and hanging out with the family you want. Just know that getting your own piece of land is something that can generate memories for generations, but also has the ability to generate income in both the near and long term. Like if you just want to start a rental business slash family compound. Go to Land.com and check out the hundreds of thousands of rural listings from all across America. Enough dreaming about it. Land.com is a place to find and invest in your open space.